unless it's illegal, unethical, or immoral, our boss's vision is our number one priority. How do we influence our boss? We take their vision and we do everything we can to make it a reality. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Military Sherpa Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and today I am answering a listener question. Now, this is a question that I got. I was speaking at uh, Ellington Airman Leadership School out in California, and one of the questions that I got from a new and inspiring or aspiring supervisor was basically, how do I develop my people? How do I give my people responsibility? How do I develop them when my vision for them differs than my leadership's vision? And this is a question, it's an undertone that gets asked a lot in different things that I do when I'm out and about. It, it, there's always this challenge of being a good leader and being a good follower. And oftentimes people uh, will tell me and, and overtly state, hey, we spend too much time on leadership and not enough time on followership. And this is a great question that sandwiches right between those two. When is it the time to be a leader? When is it time to be a follower? And I would say that virtually all the time, we need to be both, right? There are moments where we put on our leader hat and moments we put on our follower hat. But even when I'm leading, I'm still effectively following. I don't have a boss. The work that I do, I have my own company. I have people that are on my team. I'm a partner in Giant. You could think of maybe Jeremy Kubitschek and Steve Cockrum as being my boss, but not really. But even when I'm doing things now, when I'm doing this for you, when I'm thinking about the programs that we run in our coaching certification, I'm still looking in and leaning into their vision for the greater Giant. And there are times where my team members are leading me and times where I'm following them. And you know the same is true in your homes. There are times even when my children are leading me and I'm following them. And in this situation, the uh, airman that was speaking was really talking about this idea that, hey, he really wanted to push his airman into a place of responsibility. And his leadership didn't agree with him. They didn't think it was the right time or, or that this was the right opportunity or that that was the right person. And he was frustrated by that. And the first thing that I want to say is that when do we know when to follow and when to lead? Like the first step is that your leader, whoever that person is, the person positionally in charge of you, they're the captain of the ship. And so if we were a pirate ship and we were out at sea, just understand they're the captain of the ship. More or less what they say goes, their vision is the vision. Now we have to trust that they're following the commander's vision and we know the commander's vision and the commander's, not always the commander's intent, but we usually know the commander's vision and we also know the uh, commander's mission. And so when it comes to our leader, unless they're being uh, illegal, unethical, or immoral, then at the end of the day, we have to follow their vision rather than insisting upon our own. And there's no reason for us to get hurt feelings. As long as we presented our case and we advocated as strongly as we could, we left it all on the table. And we were still told, no, it's okay when our leaders have a vision that differs from ours. Their vision trumps our vision. That's the way that it works. And the more positional power we get, we gain wisdom. And then we start to look back and we may see, hey, this is why that person did that. And now I get it. Or maybe we look back and we go, this is why that person did that. And I don't get it. And you may harbor ill feelings about it. It's a possibility. But because our boss is the captain of the ship, where our vision differs from their vision, we put our follower hat on and we always, always, always advance our boss's vision. Unless it's illegal, unethical, or immoral, our boss's vision is our number one priority. How do we influence our boss? We take their vision and we do everything we can to make it a reality. How do we lead our boss? We take their vision and we do everything that we can to make it a reality. And when they see us as their trusted advisor, their, their number two, if you will, 
then we get invited into the inner circle and then we can bring them high challenge and get more influence over what it is that we do. But if our boss views us as a competitor with their vision, how can they ever trust us? How could they ever lean in and give us more responsibility, more authority, or recommend us for that thing that we want? Because at the end of the day, we're about ourselves, not about the team. And make no mistake, when it comes to your boss's vision, that's the team vision. You're on board or you're not on board. And so we have to lean into our boss's vision. It reigns supreme. And we can think about our boss's vision more or less like a spaghetti strainer. And you have all of your thoughts and all of your ideas and all of your desires and, and everything in this, this uh, pot, let's say, and you're going to pour it into your boss's vision, the spaghetti strainer. And your boss is going to filter out what they like. They're going to filter out what they don't like. And sometimes it's your idea, your thought, or your desire that your boss is rejecting. And that's okay. It's like, hey, I want to put this person forward for this. And your boss is like, I don't think they're the right person. Maybe they know things you don't know. Maybe they just don't like Like There's all kinds of factors that can go into play, but your boss may reject it outright. And sometimes your boss might reject it because, well, you may have the right person. It may be the right position. It may be the right time and the right task, but you have failed to communicate it in a way that your boss can understand. And next week on uh, Monday's episode, I'm going to talk about how to get your boss to say yes. And so if this is something that you're interested in, how do we get our boss to say yes? Next week on Monday, that I think may be the most important podcast episode I ever drop. And so I'm really excited to do that episode. Uh, keep it short and sweet, but uh, just know Monday, you're going to want to be here for that one. And so as we think about it, it may be the idea. It also may be that we haven't communicated it very well. But your boss's idea is the spaghetti strainer and understand that no doesn't always mean no. If it doesn't make it through the spaghetti strainer the first time, that doesn't mean that you're not going to succeed the second or third or fourth time that you try to bring it up, but something has to change. It's not just going to fit through your boss's vision uh, with time necessarily. So you have to be willing to adjust. So there's a few things you can think about when it comes to that. First, it means sometimes you have to scale your vision down. Hey, I really want to put Aaron Smith in charge of this project. And your boss says, I'm not really into that. You say, okay, talk to me. Why do you want me to like, why do you think they're not the right part? Well, they really failed on this. They really failed on that. They're okay. That makes sense. Let me come back to you and think, Hey, do you, do you have any additional opportunities? Can you think of something else that we can do to grow him or her into this place? So that next time a big opportunity like this comes up, they're ready for it. Well, yeah, we got this smaller thing. Maybe they can do that. No, I can't really think of anything right now, but come back to me. Hey, really give me some examples next time you come in of how they've grown. And then you know, okay, well, this is the problem. He doesn't think that they're developed. She doesn't think that they're developed enough. Hey, they failed that one time. I need to build up their ability to project manage or whatever it is that your boss was uncertain about. And then you get to come back to the table and go, hey, look at all the cool stuff I did. And your boss is taking note. Okay, they took my feedback. They have the ability to intentionally develop people. They're trying to work with me. They're trying to grow my capacity because they're making my people more intelligent, more skilled, more emotionally intelligent, more self-aware. They took my feedback, they understood my vision, they took no, and they did something with it. And all of those things are churning around in your boss's mind, and your boss now knows he can bring you other stuff that rhymes with that, that's similar to that. Because no doesn't necessarily mean no. No is just, okay, I need to take some other action. What action is it that I need to take? Sometimes it's helping your boss see, and your boss says, hey, they failed at that one thing. You say, oh, let me tell you how much they've grown. I accept no as an answer, but let me tell you some things. Like if... if this is what they did before. Absolutely. Here's how I've been working with them. And when you didn't see, I put them in charge of this, this, and this, they freaking killed it. I think they're the right person. And your boss like, I'm really not sure. Hey, let me ask you this. What if I personally guarantee that they won't fail? And I'm there around the corner, checking their work and making sure that everything's going okay. And I'll have that conversation with them. So they don't feel micromanaged. I'll just let them know this is the big game and they're up to bat. And, and I'm going to be their coach and make sure that they don't, and your boss may say, okay, well, I, okay, cool. Or maybe they'll say, well, the stakes are too high. 
on this one and let's do that on another one. I've got another idea. And if no means no, then you just look at your boss and say, okay, I understand. I accept it. No means no. I'm hunting for an opportunity. So if you see the perfect opportunity for this person, can you help me? And I'm lingering on this idea of developing another person because this was really where the question came from. The question was really about, I want to develop this person, give them responsibility. What do I do? And so sometimes it just means asking why. Sometimes we have to scale our vision down. Sometimes we have to help them see. And when our vision differs, we just really, really need to focus on engaging and trying to figure out how to make our boss's vision a reality. So the first step there, hunt for overlap. So your boss says, no, this is what I want. And so now you know what your bosses want. Think about a Venn diagram. Let's pretend I'm trying to develop Airman Smith. This is what my boss wants. Where's the Venn diagram? Where do our circles overlap? Where are the opportunities for yes? You start hunting for those. Don't resent your boss's vision. Mold your action to support your boss's vision. That's the most important piece of followership is mold your actions to, to synthesize with, to supplement, to support your boss's vision. Hunt for shared goals. Listen for things that your boss is saying. This is what your boss wants. Great. How do you give your boss those things? When your boss's vision differs from yours, you need to adjust, look at their goals and start finding ways to, to, to make their goals a reality or to add to the completion or the accomplishment of those goals. But all of this happens only through honest communication. If you can't have these kind of conversations with your boss, then you're going to have to have that difficult conversation. Hey, it feels difficult to talk to you about hard things. Hey, I feel like sometimes when I come and bring things to you, I'm not always very good at communicating through them. And, and, and so sometimes I feel like things that are really beneficial for you that you would like, I don't always feel like I'm very good at explaining them. Help and let your boss coach you through that. But when there's honest communication, the relationship gets stronger. There's alignment. Now we can collaborate. Hey, I hear you. Airman Smith is not ready for that. Okay, I haven't really thought of it that way. I could see why you might think that. What do we need to do to make sure next time it's a yes? And that's one of my favorite questions. Because rather than focusing on the no and walking away, it's like, okay, that makes sense. I understand. No on this one. How do I, what do I do? How do I make you feel more secure? What do I do to develop in them so that next time no turns into yes? Figure out what you can do. Demonstrate that you've done it. Develop your people so that you can get to yes. But they need to know that you're committed. When your boss knows that you're committed to them, that you're committed to their vision and making their vision a reality, doors open for you. And when your boss believes you're competing with their vision, that you're not supporting them, that you're standing on the train tracks rather than getting on the train and giving it everything that you've got, don't expect them to be enthusiastic about your ideas, your innovations, your proposals. Next week, I'm going to pick this up and continue on. And I'm going to give you really specific tactical ways to get your boss to say yes, something that I think every junior enlisted member should be learning at the very beginning of their career. But that isn't taught until we become like E9s, E7s, E8 senior NCOs. So next week, you're not going to want to miss that. Right now, what I'd like you to do, look, do you got one minute? Look at your clock. Where do you have to be in the next one minute? I need your help. I want to ask you for a favor. I don't ask for favors very often, but today I want to ask for one. Can you please just open up wherever you're listening to this podcast, just open up the podcast app, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, just open up the podcast app and just leave me a review for the show. I don't care what you leave, five stars, you know, those are my favorite. But if one star, if I've earned one star, you can give me that. Talk to you soon. See you Wednesday. I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilshire.